Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Unscrewed. The show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this, a little of that, and we get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. Hey, lovely Unscrewed Nation. I really enjoyed hearing from so many of you about how much you appreciated last week's episode. This is why we're bad at sex. I couldn't agree with you more. It was amazing and rad and important. And I also super appreciate that you shared it with each other publicly because it's a really important conversation to have about how online platforms censorship of adult sexual content is harming all of us. If you haven't listened, definitely have a listen. But for those of you who have, and I guess we'll let the rest of you come along too, I saved a little treat for you from that episode that we didn't have time to include, which is a further discussion that I had with Kate Diadamo about why just suggesting that the alternative to censorship is more human moderation should be the beginning of a conversation and not the end of one. Here it is. Which is why I also always want to talk about how content moderation is a horrible job and that... Oh, absolutely. When we just say, let's throw humans at it and don't Mm -hmm. think about how to structure that labor, like it creates a whole other set of issues. Oh, I, I think you're absolutely right. But there are plenty of professions out there that deal with secondary trauma. Yeah, Um, yeah, absolutely. But if you deal with it, like I I just know from a lot of content moderators, people like it usually goes to people. It's a very low paid job. You're supposed to go through content super fast. Like there's no provisions Mm -hmm. for secondary trauma. Like we we need to talk about it really holistically. No, you're absolutely right. Like these need to be people who have enough support to where they're going through, you know, someone might abusive ex is harassing me on Facebook and these are the death threats that I'm getting sent. Like that is a terrible job and you shouldn't have to do that fast and you shouldn't have to do that without support. And that's really expensive. And so these third parties are much more invested in their liability and not invested in their users or in their employees. Again, that is from last week's episode. This is why we're bad at sex. And if you dug it, you'll dig that episode. Go listen to it. 
I'm also gonna be trying to bring you good news when I find it more this year. So to that end, I wanna tell you about a story I read this week about Colorado trying to improve the way they teach sex ed and these young people as young as 12 testifying in front of the Colorado legislature about the importance of teaching consent as part of sex ed. The Colorado bill is really simple. It simply says that if a public school is going to teach sex ed, they have to teach healthy consent practices. Uh, You know, it obviously defines what that is a little bit. Uh, And it would go to such a long, it would go such a long way. You know, when, when I talk about teaching consent as sexual violence prevention, and I know I've said this here before, but I like to repeat myself on some of these important things. I like to be real specific about how this works because It's easy when we have this conversation to make it sound like rapists are confused about whether or not they have consent. And that's why we have to educate about consent so that there'll be less confusion about consent. Most of the research we have is pretty clear, which is that most rapists know that they don't have consent. They may not be thinking in their brain that what they're doing is rape, but they know that the person they're acting upon is not into it, right? And they're just not clear on why they have to care. Um, And so consent education isn't about changing their minds. It's actually about changing their minds about the importance of whether or not the person is into it, but also making sure everyone around them understands the importance of consent. So we stop making fucking excuses for people who don't give a shit about consent. Uh, You know, when we change the cultural norm, it just gives a lot less cover for people who don't care about other human people's boundaries. Um, So I'm all for this this Colorado bill. It is called... HB 19-1032. And if you are in Colorado, you, if you know anyone in Colorado, get them to call their state legislature and say you want them to pass this bill. You are in favor of this bill. And I will also say if you are not in Colorado and don't have connections to Colorado, let me know what's happening in your states. Let me know what's happening in your countries. Let me know what's happening in your school districts. Uh, If there are other sex ed bills we can give shout outs and support to or things that we need to stop and fight against, I definitely think that changing the way we teach sex ed can really change the culture. And I'm I'm sort of fixating more and more on that these days. So uh, let's keep talking about it. You can contact me on Twitter at Jacqueline F, J-A-C-L-Y-N-F, or in my email email inbox, unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. And if you send me stuff to promote, I will promote it in one of these future episodes. Finally, we have another listener advice question, and it kind of rhymes with the one from the last Spare Parts episode. This one comes from a listener named Michelle, who says that she's a huge fan of my show, which I always love to hear, Michelle. Thank you. Um, No, seriously, it really... It makes my heart happy. I'd love some advice. I've been seeing my boyfriend for a few months. We're both on the same page with what we're looking for long term. While we fooled around more when we first started dating, he very much has wanted to take things slow. While there has been some ebb and flow, now things are moving at what feels like a glacial pace. He has some nerve damage, found out he had it when he was a kid. They caught it pretty early and there's no medical reasoning behind it. No one in the family has the same or similar condition. While I appreciate taking things slow and getting to know each other, our current dynamic has left me feeling rather sexually frustrated, along with some hits to my self-esteem. It also feels like I'm the guy and he's the girl in a way. I'm not certain about how to proceed and would love some advice. Okay, 
Michelle, the first thing I want you to know is that you are not alone. This doesn't make you the guy and him the girl, although I get why you feel that way. I have history, I have experience in this dynamic and it feels like, you know, if you were a real woman and he was a real man, things would be different and, you know, all that gender shit gets logged deep in your head. So the first thing I want to say is the more you can recognize those voices when they crop up about like it undermining your womanhood or his manhood or whatever, that having this reverse sexual dynamic from what is stereotypical, the more you can recognize those voices as like horseshit heteropatriarchy lodged in your brain the better off you're going to be. I'm not saying you're going to cure yourself of having those thoughts and feelings. Those feelings are real. You're actually feeling them, but feelings aren't facts. So while respecting your feelings, if you can say to yourself like, right, there it is again, that heteropatriarchy lodged in my brain. (laughs) Go have a seat, heteropatriarchy. That's a great place to start. I have some questions about the nerve damage issue. I don't know where he has nerve damage or in what way it affects your sex life, but it makes me wonder if maybe the kind of sex that heterosexual couples have by default is maybe not as pleasurable for him as it might be for an average guy. And so I wonder if part of the issue is either he doesn't know what feels good sexually because of this nerve damage, or you don't know what feels good for him sexually. So I would definitely recommend if you haven't talked about it, like asking him about his body, right? And not focusing on like what doesn't work in a sort of neurotypical way, but instead talking about what does work, like what feels good. Having that sort of positive focused conversation of like, what kind of touch is pleasurable for him. So that's a conversation that I definitely recommend that you have with him if you haven't already. But the other one is also to have the conversation that you just said to me, which is that you're feeling really frustrated and that it's hurting your self-esteem. And I get that. I've been in this dynamic and felt like, what's wrong with me? Am I repulsive? Like, I just must not be very attractive. You know, you get, again, all those voices in your head. It's almost never that. I just got to tell you, really, in reality, it's almost never that. If I had to guess, I would say that he's got some hangups. And if you can approach him by inviting him to work with you, right, and not saying like, hey, I'm sexually frustrated and this is a crisis, unless you have to. But if you're able to say, I'm not getting what I need, like, how can we work together to bridge this distance, right? Like, what what's stuff that would be pleasurable to you that also would make me feel more satisfied? Can you masturbate together? Uh, can you do more making out and sort of hot and heavy petting and then go masturbate separately as a way to sort of start? Um, you know, obviously you want to respect his boundaries, but I would also ask him about his boundaries and why he has them, like, which isn't about challenging them. But, but if you understand more about where the no is coming from, you might find other opportunities for yes. 
So that's that recommendation. And then the last piece I'll say is like, I know I've said this before. I think I said this on the last spare parts episode, but not everybody is sexually compatible. Like you guys may be compatible in every other way, but sexuality, if you try all this stuff, if he doesn't want to talk to you, uh, if he doesn't want to work on this with you, that's a big red flag for me. Not because that makes him a bad person, but because it makes him not a partner who wants to make sure that you're getting what you need in the relationship too. It makes, it may make him not your partner. You know, there are plenty of therapists out there who specialize in sexual dynamics. If you want some outside help, I'm sure that would be helpful if you have the means and access. Uh, but again, it takes two to tango and he's going to have to want to do that. So if you try really to meet him where he's at and work with him and ask him to also show up for you and, and that's not working, it is really okay to say, this is too bad. This is heartbreaking because otherwise you're amazing. But I, this is not a long-term prospect for me if we, you know, we can't resolve our sexual differences. And that's different than like the ebb and flow of a long-term relationship. You know, there are fallow times in every relationship, but three months in, I think is probably a little early (laughs) for a, a fallow time. It makes me think that maybe something is going on. What I'm always most looking for is whether a partner's gonna show up and try to do the work with you, right? Like whatever solutions or, or whatever you decide is the point you can meet in the middle, whatever that is, looks different in every relationship. The thing I'm looking for in terms of whether or not this is workable or not is, does he wanna work with you on finding a place where you guys can meet together that are, is satisfying enough for both of you? So I hope that helps. I definitely would go listen to the two weeks ago spare parts because I had some thoughts about how to have those tricky conversations that you might find useful. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. I really hope he wants to show up for you. That's just always the most important ingredient. Uh, And you can model that by trying to show up for him and, you know, like being really respectful of his boundaries and, and presenting it as just a quandary that you want his help solving. Okay, I think that's all we have time for. If you have a sex advice or general sexuality related question you would like me to answer in a future show, you know what to do. Send it in. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jacqueline F. Email me, unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. I love hearing from you and I love helping you out. Uh, And I also love hearing from people I've already given advice to. Uh, Sometimes you all email me and ask me to keep it confidential, which I do, obviously. But either way, whether I can share on the show or not, I really love hearing how it's working out for y'all. We're all trying to get to a better place. You can find Unscrewed wherever fun podcasts are available while you're in there. You know what to do. Give us five stars. Give us a two sentence review. Help other folks find the show. Also, I love it when you're out there on Twitter. I saw a couple people in the past week just recommend me and the show to other people who are looking for podcast recommendations. That is awesome and helpful too. Unscrewed is produced by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman, and edited by the fantastic Natalia Rodriguez. Our in and out music is by the Pink Tiles. And our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna and was developed in collaboration with the establishment who also developed the sound cues. Until next week, I'm wishing you safe and happy sex lives. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.